Robinson. We just finished our tour of r and Cultivation. So thanks for joining me, Nick. Of course. Of course. Thank you for coming. And you are the owner and the co-founder is Lance Ram. Ram. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Tell me a little bit about this whole experience, what R&R Cultivation is and why you started it. Yeah, I mean, Lance brought the idea forward to us. We were both looking just to do something more. I was working in education. I had gone back to school, um, got my MBA, was working in a distant business, doing Desk operations. Job, yeah. And I tried my, my shot at working. Edu- my wife is an educator, so we tried to get into... I worked in schools with her while we lived abroad in China. And Ooh. yeah, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It made a lot of good relationships, but at the end of the day, it just didn't pan out and so I said let's start something up and he's like how about mushrooms and I was like I know nothing about mushrooms like zero zero things about mushrooms I'm (laughs) like they grow somehow so yeah we set up a three foot by three foot tent in my basement Um, so that was really the first iteration you didn't try growing anything else nothing that was the first one so we had a place to buy blocks through a local producer called Mississippi mushrooms okay Um, they've since gone out of business but yeah, we were buying blocks. So the blocks that we saw that we make, we were buying those from him. And I was just putting them inside of that tent and then getting the mushrooms to fruit on there. Um, so and that was the start of the business. Did he have any exposure to mushrooms? No. So Lance Lance was working in with an aquaponics company trying to get that up and running. It didn't. Um, so <laughs> come back full circle and that's where he kind of, you know, stepped back in. And so he kind of in, inceptualized the idea. And and then I kind of took it and, and ran with it. And um, this was a side hustle. You did oh, not quit your full time job for this. For sure, side hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had I had my full time job actually all the way up until so we started with a three foot by three foot tent in a small section of my basement, and then a five by ten foot tent in my laundry room. Which, like we said, my wife was extremely excited about. Um, I love when businesses start in basements, <laughs> by the way. And then the fact that it gravitated to the laundry room. Ooh, mm. I could see a lot of ladies not being happy about that. Yeah, setup. yeah, yeah. No one was. No <laughs> one was. Except except me. I was excited. But it was of still, course. every single time one of us would go down and do laundry, I was like, yeah, this is a huge pain in the butt. But it's, it's, it's turning some revenue. So, But we got started in, in farmer's markets, and that's where we sold. I remember the first time we went to market, we had like nine pounds of mushrooms. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've got so I've got like two bins of mushrooms here. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I sold out in like 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is amazing. Like, I and can you definitely just sell had, these. So the farmer's market. So you just had your own little stand. It wasn't like you were partnering with other no. farmers. My own little stand. Just mushrooms. With some, like, handwritten signs and a business name. That's and all you need, apparently. People don't it. care about a logo no. or any fancy Nothing. branding. They just want the mushrooms. That's it. They just want, they just want good mushrooms from a local producer. You know, that's what's so amazing about farmer's markets. Speaking to almost every farmer's market, you can only sell what you grow yourself. Yep. So that stops people from just becoming wholesalers or having to become more of a grocery store feel. Right. You're actually meeting somebody who works for the company that grows it. You know, if it's not the owner, it's it's a direct contact, but you're buying direct from the farm. 
So what did you do after you sold out in 45 minutes? Went across the street and had brunch with my family. And my whole family came out. And it was so funny because they took the the train over because it's it's like the last stop at the Saints Stadium uh, right by the farmer's market and they got there and I had already sold out so oh I had this gosh. I had this group of like 15 people come up like with cash in hand ready to support me and they're like oh okay everything is gone. well let's go to brunch all right let's uh <laughs> yeah so I packed up and it was just amazing when you're starting a business you just you don't know if it's gonna work you don't know if people are gonna like it and, and selling out that first day, that was the first spark that I needed to, to just take it and just run with it. Did you so, notice if you were the only mushroom farmer at this farmer's market? So there was another mushroom vendor there who just, he grows on shiitake logs. So we talked about oh, yeah. seasonality of, of mushrooms. So he only supplied for just shiitakes and just for a short amount of time, you know, in the summer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool, well, let me do something better and different. Let me do what he does, but then also, like I'm, so we grow 12 different species of mushrooms in, throughout the farm, so. Okay, so let's dive into those. What are some of the species, or all of them? Let's talk about Oh them. my gosh, okay, so um, our staples are kind of like the blue oyster and the shiitakes. Those are like the, the most popular ones. Then we have chestnuts and piapinos. So each Are those on your website, yeah, Piapinos? yeah, oh, Piapinos. yeah. Okay. So they're long and stemmy with smaller caps, kind okay. of like chestnuts. Chestnuts are going to have like a silkier cap, so it's it's used in ramens as a natural emulsifier to to thicken soups. And, yes. And then we have like king trumpets, which you saw. So those get huge, and you can actually make vegan scallops out of them. So you can oh cut gosh. them and cook them just like scallops, and they're great for grilling. Black pearls are another, um, it's actually a hybrid species between king trumpets and oysters. So they merged the two species ah. and they came out with this black pearl. Huh. So How's that one taste? Really good. It has almost like a peppery aftertaste to it. It's thick and meaty, but it's not quite as dense as like a king is, a king oyster. So You have one that I saw on your website that was really pretty. Pink oyster. Pink, yeah. yeah, it was, was sold say. out. Are people buying it because it's pretty? So it has a shelf life of about maybe three to five days after it's harvested. Oh. So I can't use it in wholesale because it goes on there and when it starts to go bad, it smells like cat pee. Um, <laughs> just being absolutely straight honest, that's what Nobody it smells. Nobody wants that in their but, house. But in the prime, when it's good, it's amazing. It's this thick, meaty, it's a tropical mushroom. So it grows in like 65, 70 degree temperatures. So we have that in our warm room. But we only do it during farmer's market season because that's the only time we need people to grab it and use it. I can't have it sitting on a shelf for a long time. All these people are going to open it up and be like, wow, never buying R&R again. Right. And when do farmer's markets start for you guys? They started last weekend. Last weekend. Yep, and yep. how did it go? It was, it's so awesome. Did you do it's one just, around here? Yeah. So we do the St. Paul farmer's market is the one that's on right now. We had our first, so the St. Paul farmer's market has two that start on Tuesday now. So oh. we were at Roseville this morning and then we're at Andover this afternoon. Wow. But yeah, we have uh, where you can buy on our website. You can see a list of all of the farmer's markets that we go to and all of our grocery partners and all that. So mm-hmm. farmer's markets are so fun. And you guys are at a lot of co-ops. And uh, Lunds and Byerly's. Yeah, Lunds and Byerly's has been just a, an amazing partner through all of like our hiccups. Having a company that large, you know, take you on in the initial stages and, and let you learn with them, mm-hmm. and they've been phenomenal. But on top of that, we have the Wedge. We have Lakewinds has just been 
they were a killer partner. I live oh. in Minnetonka and I love Lake Winds. Okay. Should probably become a member. You should. They're they're phenomenal. Seward Co-op, Mississippi Market was one of our first ones. East Side Food Co-op was the first place that we actually got into, which is in Northeast Minneapolis. Nice. So we've just we've just made all these great connections with these local co-ops and That's good to hear about Lunds yeah. and Byerleys too, because you're right, like when it gets to a corporate level it can be a little intense and demanding, yeah. but it sounds like they've been really good. And like unforgiving. Years. Right. But they've just astounded me. I thought that they were uh, they really do too invest cool in for exactly. Yeah. Or or like they don't want to invest in like local brands because it would just it would take too much time and too much energy and they don't want to deal with the mistakes and but a place like Target Target's like that you know <laughs> you know where where right. hey you have like one chance to be in there and do well and, and if, if you, you if you have your packaging wrong if something goes bad if they're just like they'll drop you and that's it yeah so um we need more <coughs> lunch and Byerly's type stores that are more forgiving and welcoming to those local brands we do support local and it's just it's just so important as a farmer now just so we're also USDA certified organic yes. which i never in all honesty before i got involved in this never put any weight in really cuz i was just like okay yeah they do organic stuff okay but the traceability and the programs the excel sheets that i have to manage you can literally Nick loves spreadsheets. I do love spreadsheets <laughs> i'm a, i'm an excel nerd i can't hide it i've become much better at it yeah? so yeah yeah but yeah, if you grabbed our, like a package from any shelf in Lunds and Barley's and you brought it to us, I can tell you the exact spawn that went into it, the exact pellets that went into oh it, what gosh, delivery they really? came from. Yeah, that's what you, so organics is all about tracing and traceability of the product. So being able to take a product off the shelf and say, these were all of the raw inputs that went into it and, and having expert. those approved you know you're uh what's a mushroom sommelier i don't that's even you. know you're that's like that's it uh, yeah i'm the mushroom whisperer um but no that's it's awesome. it's just been such a crazy ride just never saying no never turning down an opportunity and just yeah. keeping diving in deeper and deeper establishing relationships providing a really really good product and and you said that really you guys cool. do the whole process, your supply chain, your growing, farming, delivering. Everything. It's yeah. So we do direct to store. Yeah. yeah. So we've had to build out this just, we started, you know, if you look at it as, as a scale, we started out buying blocks and then fruiting mushrooms and selling them. And we sold them like at farmer's markets. And then we started selling them inside of, so when COVID hit, we were planning on expanding into restaurants we did this huge expansion and then COVID hit. So we were planning on getting into restaurants. Yeah, yeah, well just, I mean, it turned out great. But part of a business is when you hit something like that, you gotta pivot, you right. gotta move, you gotta figure it out. And we dove into grocery and it was phenomenal. We had an amazing year. But yeah, we started not going a lot this of way. Places can say that. I know, you know, I know. I try not to. <laughs> I try not <laughs> to talk about it. Much. I try not to talk about it too much. But it's I'm awesome. proud. I'm proud. In in the face of adversity, we were able to persevere. <laughs> Hoorah. <laughs> Hoorah. So let's talk a little bit about the grow process because. Yeah. Like, I want mushroom fanatics to listen to this and have a better understanding for that whole process. Yeah. So you start out with your raw inputs. We talked about the USDA raw inputs, right? You have water. You have some sort of a substrate. Usually it's a hardwood substrate mixture for what we grow on. And then you have spawn. 
So spawn is the actual mycelium. It's the the living part of the mushroom. And the way that you described it is yeah. that the mycelium is the tree and the mushroom is the fruit. It's like the apple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's usually the way I do it because it's mushroom yeah. is not a fruit. Mushroom. Really. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's a, it's a great analogy because people think of like the mushroom as like the thing that grows, but the spores that are underneath the cap. That's the seeds that, that come out of that, just like seeds are within apples. Mushrooms are kind of the delivery system for for spores that go in the air. Yep. So mushrooms that we saw, you want to harvest them when they're still very curled over. So when mushroom caps, you'll see them, they'll, they'll start to tulip up. So the caps start rounded, but then they, they actually move up and are pointed. You can't see my hands on a podcast, but maybe they're she can. They're lifted up. They're lifted up, fingers pointing upward. Yep. But that opens up the gills on the bottom. And so it takes, and, and, and then the, the spores can actually escape out and, and grow elsewhere. Grow. And, and you, know. you have everything inside. Everything is inside. Different mushrooms are at different temperatures. Yep. In a, and humidities. And humidities. Yeah. And different lighting. Actually, same lighting. Oh, okay. But the lighting is on a cycle. So you want to simulate an outdoor environment. So you want to have, we actually have timers that shut them off at about 6 p.m. to 5 a.m. And then they turn on again. So the lights are on a, on a timer like that. Talk to the <clears throat> listeners about how mushrooms react to light. Yeah, so it's surprising. People are like, you know, mushrooms grow in the dark in caves. And mushrooms are phototropic, which means they grow towards light, but they don't photosynthesize like plants do. They're actually like humans, where, uh, where plants will take in CO2 and give off oxygen. Mushrooms take in oxygen and give off CO2. There's a cool symbiotic relationship between mushrooms and the rest of the world. R&R actually has a blog post dedicated specifically to mycelium and how it interacts with other organisms. It says that tree roots are connected to each other through the mycelium of fungi, and this allows the tree to send and receive information and nutrients to the surrounding trees. So trees actually use fungi to communicate with each other about their nutritional needs, etc. People need more mushroom exposure in their life, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about was switching from coffee to mushroom powder. Do you call it a tea or coffee? It depends how you make it. It's made the same way. So basically, so we have, um, right here, we have, we have lion's mane <laughs> powder. Yes. So this is, this is our grinder right here. And nice. this is, so we take our dried lion's mane in that dehydrator right behind you. Oh. And this is how we make our powders. So we actually use our lion's mane. We have chaga that's harvested here in Minnesota that we use. And so we try and buy from local foragers as much as we can. We get it here, we grind it up, and then we put it in, in our little pouches. Look at that. Yeah. So, so they have everything right here on hand. So let's talk about some of the health benefits of chaga, lion's mane, because those are the two that yeah. you offer in powder form. Yep, okay. and, and reishi that we saw and inside reishi. the grow rooms is, is really cool too. So we don't get into the homeopathic, homeopathy part of this too much, <laughs> homeopathy, just because for liability, yeah, we sure. really, yeah. But, um, but lion's mane has been proven in mice to restore nerve and neurological pathways. So that's, that's what I lead off with because that's good hard science to kind yeah. of fall back on. But apart from that, we're just scratching the surface on what mushrooms do for us and for our bodies. They're talking about 
chaga now specifically as being able to reduce the size of tumors and what yeah it's it's incredible so i hadn't heard that yep but i think i mentioned when we first chatted that i have tried lion's mane and chaga and reishi yeah and i use reishi before i go to bed yeah it mellows you out, yeah. calms you down. And then chaga or lion's mane, I kind of use both interchangeably just in the morning Yep. in lieu of coffee because coffee tends to give me jitters and then I crash. And then lion's mane and chaga are just a really nice kind of even keel feel. But I know, I hope that it's like having some effect on cognitive function and making me a little bit more alert. That's what the claim is right now. So there's a lot of studies that haven't been peer reviewed yet, but that's where the science is heading. I mean, the more we find out about this, there is hard science to back up what it does for us, but the long-term effects of it. I mean, I take lion's mane and chaga. You should try cordyceps too. Um, We don't don't grow those here, but that's a natural uh, stimulant as well from mushrooms. Nice. Um, so that's something that you can add in in the, in the morning that'll give you make you feel more alert without making you feel intense. Yeah, yeah, like you have ants in your brain, right? Yeah. When I talk um, to my mom and I'm like, "How many freaking cups of coffee did you just drink?" Because you sound insane. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> actually, I actually cut out caffeine in in my diet, which is which Helped has been a lot. it it has just like regulating my sleep and just using more natural products in the morning. So like even if you are though still hooked on caffeine or still hooked on tea, if you just take some and just put like a teaspoon inside of your coffee, mm. then it still will run through and it, you'll still get the health benefits from the chaga. You can put it in your tea and, and just let it let it soak and it'll, um, that's how you get the nutrients out, so. What is your favorite mushroom? It's such a hard question. So it depends what I'm cooking. My general answer is, is that I love all my children equally. And so I don't like to play <laughs> favorites. Babies. They're all my babies. And so, but if I had to choose one, I honestly love shiitakes. As yeah. basic as that is, because it's just like massly everywhere. Yeah. It just has such a great umami flavor. And if you haven't tried mushrooms before, it's a fantastic mushroom to just get you started away from the creminis and the portobello caps and the whites, moving away from those and into the gourmet. That's a great start. Otherwise, blues, blue oysters, yeah. just phenomenal. So those are two that I always recommend to people to try out. If I'm cooking like a ramen, chestnuts are awesome. They're just, they're phenomenal. What is your culinary life? How has that changed? Because it sounds like you're doing a lot of cooking with mushrooms. Were you cooking at all before? No. Okay. No. No, I'm not. I actually, I do not like cooking. So all my meals, I like to eat really clean and healthy, yeah. but I don't like to cook for more than like 15 minutes. Yep. Hallelujah. Yes, I right? Like Mushrooms are so easy though. You just, you chop them up and you just throw them in a pan on like high heat with a little bit of oil in there. I always like to cook the mushrooms separate and then add them in the dish because you can get a little bit of like a caramelization crunch on them. It's not quite as like that rubbery feeling that right. some people don't, don't like. like. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do, and we mix them into almost everything. I actually have a really cool recipe for lion's mane crab cakes on Ooh, my on my website. What? I didn't you can, see that one. Yes, yeah, so lion's mane, it's a big white puffball, and you can actually shred it like pork. So it comes what? off in strands. Yep. And so you get this like big pile and you, you just mix it together and you can make faux lion's mane crab cakes. Oh my gosh. So, I noticed yeah. the picture of the lion's mane that you have on your website looked kind of cauliflower to me, cauliflower-y to me. So that is interesting. And then they have a whole blog space on their website that has recipes, tips for like 
storage? Like, how long can yeah. we keep mushrooms in a certain spot? Yeah, we have. So my my sister, who's a junior partner in professional services marketing, she Ooh. she has done like our digital presence is awesome. Yeah, so she's done a very good oh, job. Just just the Q and A section. She's and it's nice having somebody who's not in mushrooms answer some of those questions yeah. because I'm so deep in it that I'm like giving away too many details because then I'm like talking to another mushroom person where she knows how to talk to the consumer. Yeah, so brings it down to layman's terms, it's terms helped. for somebody like me. Exactly. You're it's lucky to have your sister. What's her name? Slugging. Michelle Wheeler. Michelle yeah. Wheeler. Bravo. Bravo. Nice job thank on you. the site. Thank you. Thank you. Is she posting the recipes that you have shared with her? Or how did you get some of those recipes on there? So we have a couple different local food bloggers that have, that have contributed. So we really? give them, yeah, we give them fresh mushrooms and then they do these amazing posts. Um, Jamie from So Happy You Liked It. She has an amazing food blog if you haven't checked that out. And then Meatless Mama Bear, she was just trying to get a food blog up and going yeah. and she does vegan recipes. Oh, and I'm awesome. like I'm like, yeah, let's let's get more more vegan recipes up there. There's Live in the Kitchen, L I V in the Kitchen, but she did a couple awesome recipes for us and so just these local food bloggers that we've dialed into cuz I'm not a chef. Right. Um, you know, so I'm not coming up with this stuff. Yeah, but, but clearly you are doing <clears throat> some of the cooking now because, like you Definitely. said, it can be quick with mushrooms. You yes. You can do it fast. So, guys, don't be afraid to get mushrooms in your diet in some way or another. Mushrooms are high in fiber and protein, vitamins and minerals, and antioxidants like selenium, vitamin C, and choline, beta-glucan, which can reduce the risk of diabetes, cancer, heart issues, and they're rich in B vitamins, copper, and potassium. So don't forget to throw in mushrooms in whatever you're cooking, preferably R&R cultivation mushrooms. What are some fun discoveries? that you have made since starting this business besides being able to thrive in COVID times? If I had known what I know now, I probably would not have started a mushroom farm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because when you're dealing with a product that it goes bad in a week. So no. you have one week to move this product. It's been really, really fun and I'm glad we are now, but the greasy rungs that I had to climb up to get here were numerous and costly. <laughs> So it's funny because people will reach out to me and be like, hey, you know, what are, how, how, what do you do this? All these amateur mycologists reaching out to me like, I want to grow mushrooms too and sell them. I'm like, I'm like, just hold the phone. Good luck. Go, yeah. you know what? Do it. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, talk to me in six months right. and tell me how much fun you're still. Right. We did this because Lance, he was more involved in local food systems than I was. I just wanted to do something that made me happy yeah. and work with good people and there's a lot of good people in the food industry and in, in agriculture. You know, no one goes to a farmer's market in the morning and is like, oh, okay, let's go to the farmer's market. I guess if we have to, you know, everyone's happy right. and just, they love supporting so local. So there's been a lot of downs. There's been a lot of ups. And now that we've really honed it in, I'm happy that we're here. What have I learned? Just an incredible amount. How to grow how to make systems that don't break, scaling. It's a lot less about growing mushrooms and way more about running a business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs kind of need to hear, you know? If, yeah. you, if you like making cakes and you start a cake company, you're gonna end up hating cakes. Right, Right, because there's that whole process yeah. of running a business. It turns into a machine. Yeah. And But luckily, I really like business. And, and so between the two of us, we've just, I'm so thankful. We actually just had Sunshine Produce. Um, so they, they provide produce to 
local convenience stores where there are food deserts. Now we have these resources where we can partner with these people that are trying to do good in the community, dial in. Which is what you've said on your website is kind of your history about you. It was after you had traveled, you came back and you had your teaching career, but you were kind of looking for ways to give back. and Yeah, and finding something that, you know, like when you grow a product that people enjoy and they like buying and you're able to provide a basic livable wage, everyone starts here at $15 an hour, mm-hmm. Just these things, the culture, the business that you get to build from the ground up, it's yours. Like, this is mine. This is a reflection of me. You know, we don't have to go towards compostable packaging. It's going to cost me six times as much to do compostable packaging. But guess what? I don't care. You know? Six times as much? Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. It's such a, it's, it's so new. I pay three times as much for the tills. I pay four times as much for the labels. And I pay, you know, three times as much for the wrap that goes over top because it's going to be all plant-based. And we started out with um, with these sandwich wedges that were cool and fun. And if you look back on our Instagram, you can see them. And they were 100% compostable, but the, the mushroom life was very low because they weren't made for them. There's too much airflow, just they degraded way too quickly. So now we have a 100% compostable till. We do an overwrap on there to actually maintain the integrity of the mushrooms. They last twice as long with an overwrap than in the first packaging. So we're like, okay, got to have good mushrooms. Yeah. At least we can have a compostable till. Check. Right. So now we just found a local company that makes a PLA wrap, which is a plastic that's made out of corn. So it's not plastic. It It's a clear film that's made out of corn. Which is crazy. Never yeah, and it, and, it's, and it stretches like saran wrap does. And so we're going to use that. And then we found a local company out of California that specializes in compostable labels. So the hardest the hardest thing to overcome was course, actually the labels, I know, right? But was finding compostable ink. Oh jeez. So it's just it's this it was this uphill Stuff battle. You think about. But we pay for these labels, pointing to the labels on the shelf here. We pay about 4 cents a label for these to be printed on recycled paper. Wow. But this same label, so these cost 4 cents or a little under a piece. They're going to cost 17 cents a jeez. piece for the compostable ones. But if you, if but you're you, doing right for the earth. Yeah, and if you insert that in your business model from the very beginning, it's not that bad. Yeah. Then you just you grow with that just as a base cost, and honestly as a as a value of your business, and we're gonna be one of the first companies, mushroom companies, to have a com a hundred percent compostable product at scale. Oh my gosh. There's no one else out there right now doing it at scale that I know of. That's so awesome. like we're so proud of that and we're so but again, we get to do this because this is our what company. you love. Yeah. So it's R and R cultivation. I'm guessing it's because of the two last names, Robinson Correct. and Ram. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's R and R cultivation dot com. Yep. R R cultivation. Oh, R- yep. Can't put the ampersand. Can't put the ampersand in there. Okay. But yeah, our um, cultivation.com. And you guys are USDA certified organic, sustainably produced Gourmet, gourmet mushrooms. Gourmet, that's right. It's a mouthful, but yeah, yeah mushrooms. organic and yeah. We also we have a local CSA, so if you love mushrooms, yes. um, you can sign up for the CSA and get it delivered right to your door, or you can pick up here at the farm and 
Yeah. You get it delivered to your door? Yep. Yeah, we offer it's five dollars for local delivery. Oh my gosh. Because we deliver direct to our grocery partners, we just work it in and um, we're able to we have a really wide delivery base because of everything. So Yes, that's awesome. Well thanks so much for talking to our listeners and sharing everything about your company. It sounds like you're doing some really cool things. We're trying. Good talking to you. Likewise.